Welcome into Collective Knowledge. I'm your host, Shane Barrett. You can find me on Twitter at FFShaneB. And I'm going to go ahead and apologize to you, ladies and gentlemen. I'm a little under the weather, so you may hear some sniffles here and there. But I'm fighting through it for you guys tonight. And joining me tonight is my former co-host and friend, who we just reminded ourselves we're literally only a week apart in age, <laughs> Mr. Sam Wagman, who is a content creator and freelance writer right now. Sam, how you doing tonight, buddy? I'm doing all right. Uh, you know, it's been a little bit of a stressful week getting ready for the holidays, but uh, I'm finally ready for this uh, year to be over. Birthday's in a couple weeks since we're both January kids, and uh, I'm getting ready for that. Playoffs are right around the corner. Yes, sir. You and me both. I know you are uh, also in sales, so I know you're probably feeling that same end of the year, end of the quarter, end of the month pressure um, that I am right now, which is always fun. Yep, absolutely. It's been brutal the last couple months. Yeah, I I feel that on a a deep personal level. (laughs) So, all right, Sam, before we hop into the questions for collective knowledge, we do have to do uh, our ad read and, you know, the bills. So, with that said, our ad read is coming from Thrive Fantasy. Come prop up on Thrive this football season. Um, And even though this football season is wrapping up, they do have basketball. I believe they had baseball when baseball season was going on. And they've got other sports as well. So, come prop up on Thrive this season. It's a daily fantasy sports and esports app for player props. You choose 10 out of the 20 uh, available props to build your lineup. Each prop is assigned a fantasy value based on the likelihood that the over or the under is going to hit. You choose those, hit the most props, and rack up the most points to want to share the prize pool. I had been doing really well, and then I started bragging on here that I had been doing really well, and I've stopped doing as well. Um, but before that, it is still pretty easy to win money on Thrive. So sign up today, either on the App Store, the Play Store, or their website, www.thrivefantasy.com and use code FFShaneB when signing up and making your first deposit and they will match it up to um, I believe $100 but don't quote me on that because I don't remember cool (laughs) all right so Sam are you ready absolutely awesome so first question is always when was your first fantasy football league Ooh, first fantasy football league was when I was uh 12 or 13 and uh i went to a pretty big uh tennis buff i put i played a lot i played for the last uh 15 years or so and uh when i was in my teenage years i went to uh a summer tennis camp down here in florida um you know meet some meet some kids who play tennis over my own age get get a little bit better around that and i uh i met this kid who was from new york and had a bunch of his friends but he needed an extra for his fantasy football league um i've always been a big football fan but i had never heard of fantasy football okay and uh this was this was you know 13 14 years ago (laughs) fantasy sports weren't that big back then i don't think they were big at all uh that was before barry joined espn and um yeah, I mean, we went over to we went to his condo and uh, chilled there. And he he lived in a really nice place. And we would we would chill. We would like play ping pong. We would sit on the couch and watch TV. And we would draft. And um, 
that was how I got into my first fantasy football league, and I had no idea what I was doing. And the first year, I was absolutely dreadful and uh, quickly learned that my knowledge of football didn't really extend the fantasy because things just happen differently there, and the best player doesn't always win. So absolutely. that was that was the first uh, experience of fantasy football that I had, and uh, it was glorious for a couple of years, and then I left the league uh, because yeah. it kind of – just fell apart <coughs> little by little. And, uh, you know, I, it wasn't a money league. So, I mean, we were okay. too young to play for money at that time anyways. Yeah. You know, we were all 13, 14 years old. So, uh, you know, at that point, there wasn't really a lot keeping it together. And like like I said, there wasn't, you know, a ton of fantasy football love back then. So Yeah. Awesome. Well, that answers the next question of is that league still going? Um, so I'm in my plea, it. it's just not without, not, not with me in it. Gotcha. So what is the longest standing league that you have right now? Uh, the longest standing league is my league that I, uh, I joined with a couple friends when I was in my freshman year, uh, of high school. And, okay, cool. uh, there's a bunch of kids I went to high school middle and then high school with, and, uh, we've kept that league alive ever since then. It's been going, uh, 12 years. Nice. And or 11 or 12 years. That's one of the two. And uh, it's been great. And I've won it four times in the, in those 12 years, uh, including last year. And I just got, I just got a, a shot like a cannon from the playoffs last night because DK Metcalf and Russell Wilson couldn't hook up for two more points. Oh no. Are you serious? Yeah, oh, yeah, it is what it is. Yeah, I, I mean, if it makes you feel better, I lost in my uh, Carolina home league with Jay Felicio mm. by about, I think, two points, maybe two point five, um, because Jalen Hurts ended up scoring another touchdown. Yeah, it's because Jalen Hurts is the beast. Yeah, so I I thought I had it, um, but apparently not. Um. Okay. So. What are the league settings of your longest standing league, the high school league? Uh, it is, it is, uh, it was converted over to a dynasty uh, last season. It had been re, it had been redraft for years. Uh, it's a full PPR league. Uh, twelve of us, or was added to twelve a few years ago as well. Uh, it's now a dynasty league, but it, with uh, unique, it's very unique settings. I've never played in the dynasty league, and I'm not sure many people have. It's very odd. The people that you draft, okay, uh, always stay on your team no matter what. Yeah, but anybody that you once you drop a player or you pick someone up from free agency or the uh-huh. waiver wire, that player goes back into the player pool to be drafted next season. So, uh, like last year, it was Justin Herbert and James Robinson. And uh, oh. Gabe Davis, all were players that were like, like when I won, I had Justin James Robinson and Justin Herbert on my roster, but yeah, because I didn't draft up. them, they they went back into the player pool, and I drafted Robinson again this year. I mean, so it, you know, it becomes interesting there because you you know you have a semi rookie draft as well as a you know an x amount of player pool draft so it ends up being like a weird eight or nine round draft every season 
at where we fill out the rosters again and then yeah. uh, more turnover happens. So it, it always ensures that there's going to be a little bit of a lengthy draft at the beginning of each season while remaining a dynasty league. So that's a little awesome. bit of an interesting wrinkle to it. Yeah, I like that a lot, actually. That was pretty cool, and I haven't heard about that before. So, mm -hmm. all right, Sam, I know you're a degenerate <laughs> because we've become very close over the last year. Mm -hmm. I know you're a degenerate. So you're probably in too many leagues like I am. Let's say you can join one more league, but it's got to be your absolute favorite settings to be able to join it. What are those settings? Um. Well, I am a degenerate. It's got to be a money league. Uh, that's the first most important part of all. Uh, any any money amount is fine. It's just you know it needs needs to be there so I can pay attention to it over the more mundane leagues that I have joined this year. Um, PPR is great. I think that's the best setting. It's industry standard at this point. Uh, it's much better that way. Um, I don't. Know, I like deeper starting lineups. It, you know, it leads leads to much more skill. So uh, instead of instead of just having one. One flex, maybe two or three. Um, no defenses. Defenses suck. Kickers, though. Kickers are good. Oh. Uh, <laughs> All right, stop the show. We're done. <laughs> I'm good with just one quarterback. Uh, <coughs> what I've learned in my first year of doing a super, super flex leagues, I'd never done super flex before this year, is that I'm not very good at it. Okay. I tend to I tend to wait on quarterbacks too long, and I don't yeah I don't pry, I don't and so I'm left with like a very mediocre second quarterback, and I don't love that. And gotcha. so you have that. So one quarterback PPR. Uh, I don't know. Other than that, I mean, I'm fine. I don't need any crazy numerical settings. Uh, you know, no tight end uh, premium. Uh, I mean, it doesn't need to be. It's fine with it. Like, look, me being who I am, uh, my whole thing this year was to draft a tight end super early in every yeah. league I could. Yep. So I was already doing that. You know, being a tight end premium doesn't make much of a difference to me. Uh, you know, I, I like having more of a, an importance on a tight end, but they're already important enough to me as it is. So yeah, I treat every league as if it's, if it's, as if it's tight end premium, I draft tight ends plenty early and it burned me in a couple leagues and it saved me in a couple others. Yeah, totally. So. Um, I had a lot of TJ Hawkinson this year and uh, I don't, I really don't know if you could say it paid off or, um, he was just kind of, he was, it was weird. he was very yeah. meh. He was very meh for what I thought should have been a good year, but I don't know who to blame that on him or just the Lions in general. Yeah, um, I think you can blame the Lions there. All right. Uh, so when it comes to PPR, do you prefer just straight up one point one point PPR or do you like half PPR, tiered PPR? No, I, I like I like I like PPR though. I will say playing with the tiered PPR that was in Scott Fishbowl and uh, Warrior Bowl and a couple others probably play off as well. Um, though I, I did terrible in that league. Um, okay. uh, I it was interesting to say the least. You know, I really learned the I really learned kind of how to value my players a little bit more. Yeah. And uh, though I I still really don't understand the scoring that much. Uh, 
Yeah, that's that's okay because where I should have paid attention to it was in was in Scott Fishbowl, and uh, my fantasy league is a platform that's built for uh, sixty five year olds. So yes, um, it's, uh, as I think Jay puts it, it's like if you put a fantasy football platform on Windows ninety eight. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. You're running on the oldest operating system that you possibly can. Yeah, uh, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, it's just it's it's not a very user friendly platform, and it's not very friendly to figure out how everything works, and it doesn't tell you like straight in front of your eyes. You have to really search for it. So, yeah. you know, uh, I'll study a lot more, and maybe next year I'll make the playoffs. <laughs> that would be a start. <laughs> uh, all right. So, when did you start making content for fantasy football? Uh, February of this year, twenty twenty one. Okay, mm-hmm. cool. Yeah. Um, and what made you start? Well, I've been writing, uh, for a few Philly, Philly blogs last year and the year before, uh, I've always wanted to be a sports writer or a sports journalist broadcaster. Uh, when I was younger, I wanted to be a, uh, uh, TV anchor. Um, but, uh, I don't know. I, I never really thought, felt that I had the face for TV. And uh, it's okay. I say I've got a face for radio all the time. <laughs> I mean, face for radio might be a lot better, you know, it kind of feels that way. And uh, but for me, being a sports writer was always a, a really cool idea because uh, I mean, being able to write about the thing you love, one of the things you love the most in the world, always kind of spoke to me as like that would be really cool, even if. Even if I could get paid more doing something else, you know, I would love to be able to talk about football every single day. And I, I've seen oh. how happy people in this community that are, you know, lucky enough to be blessed and hard work, hard working with full time jobs in the industry, whether it's as an analyst or as a uh, analytics guy or, uh, you know, in a management position. Yeah. It it looks like an absolute blast to be able to do that. So I thought, you know, I feel like I have this encyclopedic knowledge of football. Uh, why not put it to the pen and yeah, totally. try to make it make a career out of it? And uh, what I quickly learned was that I was a little bit late and everyone was starting to transition away from written content to digital content, whether that was Twitter or TikTok or YouTube or whatever the medium was for it, I felt that uh, I could also do that. So I did. And uh, I was never a big on-camera guy. was terrified of public speaking when I was younger. Uh, in high school, we, we had to give a speech every year. It was part of a private school like mandated guidelines oh, something for our school district. And so we had to get Shout out public school. Yeah. They would assign us a topic and we had to write a speech on it. Middle school was three to five minutes. High school was five to 10 minutes. And uh, I, I dreaded it every year, every year. I dreaded it. I'm it sure. was by far one of my most terrifying moments in school was preparing for the speech. And uh, I never thought I would be, one to do public speaking, something like this without a script, without practicing, without anything like that. But I'm kind of amazed how almost naturally it's come Yeah, to feel confident in front of a camera to do this. And uh, I feel 
blessed that I have an opportunity to be in a space like this with so many talented people. I feel uh, blessed for the opportunities that I've been able to get. And uh, I can't wait to try and, you know, go further and, you know, make this possibly something that I can do as a career. Cause that would just be amazing. Like I said. Yeah, absolutely. That I'm right there with you, man. Um, I think my, my dream job is, would be an, actually it would be an NBA GM. Um, hmm. but NFL GM would be cool or, uh, like president of football operations, someone that's kind of, that's why I love, love dynasty fo- fantasy football is cause you're making trades, making moves, talking with people, negotiating, et cetera. I love yeah. that aspect of it. And that's the aspect that I feel like I would love if I were a, a GM or something. Yeah. So I would love to do this or to be an agent. Yeah. An agent, an agent would be, would be awesome. Be, that cause just great. Yeah. That'd be pretty dope. Okay, so what was your first piece of content that you made? Oh, I remember. It was uh, back for fantasy football. It was back in in February, and I just joined fourteen personnel. Okay, uh, and the first thing I made was a Eagles fantasy football preview because that felt just really on brand for me to yeah you know do to make that my first thing. Decide how bad the Eagles are going to be this year. It's basically what it was. It was a lot of doom and gloom. Uh, I mean, I just thought this was going to be another awful year, and uh, I'm pleasantly surprised at how wrong I was, uh, chiefly about Jalen Hurts. Yeah. Uh, about Sirianni. Um, pretty much about everything. Awesome. I think I actually remember reading that too. Yeah, I, I think it was just uh, just – a quick dive into Jalen Hurts, Miles Sanders, Nick Sirianni, yeah. and this uh, talking about what what I thought we would do with the then sixth pick, which turned into the twelfth pick, which turned into the tenth, and Devontae Smith. Yeah, absolutely. So. And you nailed that too. I remember you in the off season, you were talking about how the Eagles were going to draft Smith like all off season before the draft, and nailed it right on the on the head hey i mean i still think that he has a very good shot to be the best wide receiver out of this class i think he plays the best and uh look jalen hurts is probably not the best quarterback for him uh if he finds a guy that can really let it loose down the field uh whether that be through trade or draft in the coming years i can't wait to see what kind of things that he can do yeah totally all right, so little transition. What is your favorite thing about the fantasy football community? Hmm. Well, the fantasy community is a is a very interesting place. You know, I mean, look, it's it's like any business community. There's going to be some infighting. There's going to be some uh, dissent between people. Uh, not everyone's going to like each other. But I think the thing that's best about this community is how they really all come together. Yeah, uh, you know, there will always be something that makes everyone forget their differences, forget their arguments, forget that this guy said this about that guy and that guy went behind this guy's back and did that thing. Uh, yeah. Look, we all come together. This is a, a very charitable community. It's a very uh, caring community. Uh, I mean, we learned that when we went to the expo in yeah. Canton, uh, you know, how easy it was 
to talk to these people who you had only spent uh, talking over the phone with or across webcams to each other. I mean, it was absolutely 15 minute rides in the car in Atlanta traffic. Of course. (laughs) (laughs) Hell of a a first meeting there. But uh, yeah, I mean, look, this this community is is nothing if if not tight knit and that's like a lot of small industries my 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 uh my careers industry is is the same way it's very tight knit everyone knows each other so everyone tends to uh tends to know things and and you know they come together so uh we've had a couple of events like that this year you know where we've needed to come together as a community and they did and that's probably the thing i love best is yeah. how supportive everyone can be. Absolutely. I love that. All right. So tell us a little bit about yourself outside of fantasy football. You just mentioned kind of your your industry for your day job. We've talked about it a little bit. What is your day job? Where are you from? What do you like to do outside of fantasy football? Uh, well, I am uh, originally from Philadelphia. Okay. Uh, was born there. I uh, grew up in nearby Cherry Hill, New Jersey, which is about 20 minutes southeast of Philly. Um, I grew up there. I spent a lot of time down the Jersey Shore when I was younger. Um, I moved to Florida when I was 10, year, when I was 10 years old. So I lived here for the past uh, 16 years. And uh, in my day job, I am a manufacturer sales rep for the brand Champion. Basically means I sell champion clothes to retail stores uh all the big accounts champs journeys places like that hibbets uh accounts that i have ran at some point in the past um and that is something that i got into when i left school uh six years ago i uh, was a little bit unsure of what i wanted to do with my life uh my dad presented an opportunity to get some business experience and in a, in a time where the industry was not doing that great and he needed a little bit of help because, you know, he needed someone uh, inexpensive that he could pay to help him out (laughs) and not pay a full wage. And me being, uh, you know, just 21 and, you know, fresh off of fresh off graduating and not really knowing what I was doing, uh, took a job there and uh, I didn't expect it to turn into much more, but it turned into a career that I now love a business that I am now, uh, the head of in a day-to-day sense while my dad has taken a backseat to manage things. Awesome. Um, and it has led to me uh, hanging out with rappers. It has led to me uh, going to Vegas and other places a ton. It has led to me meeting people that I never thought that I would even be in the same room with. Randomly uh, meeting me in Atlanta. I know that's not nearly as cool as the other <laughs> stuff, but that was still a fun 30-minute car ride. Yeah, absolutely. Half a mile. (laughs) Yeah, it was great. And uh, I mean, you know, the cities that I've gotten to see, the places that I've gotten to stay, uh, not to mention the opportunities it's afforded me professionally. uh, And most of all, the self-confidence boost that I've had myself uh, since being in this business has been absolutely monumental. So, you know, being able to do something like this uh, has been great. you know, I did not expect anything. And, you know, at this point, anything that happens is just, you know, gravy on the uh, gravy on the plate there. So awesome. But do you think your day to 
day job has helped you with your fantasy content? Uh, definitely, definitely a little bit. You know, uh, I mean, it's very easy for me to talk to people. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm not a huge, I'm not a, like I said, not a huge public speaking guy. Uh, never been great at talking to people just off the cuff, but it's definitely helped me learn how to network. I mean, that's the most important thing it's done is learn how to market myself. Uh, you know, teach me that I, I don't have to just wait for people to come to me. I can go to them and I can, yeah. you know, talk to them about everything. And, uh, for someone that's always struggled with, you know, a little bit of anxiety as to that part of it, uh, it, it feels great to be able to do that. Awesome. Um, and then a couple other follow-up questions I had for you. Uh, what's your degree in and then where'd you, uh, go to college? My degree is in marketing, uh, you know, business marketing. Um, and that has obviously transferred to my day job, being yeah. able to market myself. And uh, I, I pursued a, a journalism major, but uh, I I dropped it pretty early on. Uh, you know, something just didn't feel right about that. But uh, I, I started I, as a chemistry major. You're fine. That I did not know. <laughs> That's interesting. Can't imagine you working around chemicals, bro. Just does not. Uh, <laughs> pretty sure we dodged a bullet there. Yeah, probably. <laughs> uh, what else did you ask? Sorry. Where did you, uh, where did you graduate college? Oh, yes, I uh, I went to uh, USF in Tampa. Okay. Nice. Yep. Go Bulls, right? Yes. Yes, nice. Bulls. There mm -hmm. was a time in college football. Oh my God, this just came up on my cousin's show, I think a few months ago where y'all had a QB and a running back probably, I want to say like 2008 to 2010 ish where y'all's QB and running back were just like dynamite. Like I think one was a Heisman candidate. I can't remember who it was now off the top of my head, but I was a Florida or a South Florida fan then. Hmm. Looking it up. Uh, yeah. Cause uh, I'm thinking, if you said it, their name, I'd probably remember who it was. Trying to think. Uh, I mean, Quentin Flowers was no. was the was the last was the last really good quarterback, and he was there when we were we were there. Um, we were in school. Um, that's really it that I can remember. I mean, when we had Quentin Flowers and Marlon Mack and Marquez Valdez Scantling, uh, wow, that was, all that was went there. Yep. Mm -hmm. I didn't realize that. That's cool. Yeah, and uh, I think they were all. I think they were all there the same year. Nice. I'm not sure. I don't. <laughs> I don't remember not having a, not having a stadium on campus really hindered us. We went, yeah. we played our. They played their games at uh, Raymond James. Okay, cool. Where the Bucks play? Uh, so you know, South Alabama is. I feel like was like that for a while. I think they may have an on-campus stadium now, but uh, when I actually went to tour there. They had their stadium was off games. Gotcha. So, all right. Uh, what quickly, what hobbies do you have outside of fantasy football? I know you mentioned earlier you played a lot of tennis. Still playing tennis? You got other mm -hmm. hobbies too? I do. Uh, I tennis and golf, uh, for me are the two sports that I play, uh, as much as I can these days. Uh, I mean, golf for me 
is just really accessible down here. There's like five golf courses within yeah. two miles of my house. Um, that that's the best thing. One of the best things about living in South Florida is being able to play as much golf as I want. And the fact all that all my long. friends, yeah, all my, well, I mean, now, now that's in season, it gets really expensive and you know, it's not almost not worth it, but when it's out of season, we're paying, you know, 10 to 20 bucks for a round. It's beautiful. And all my friends play, all my friends play golf and tennis. Nice. So it, it's very, it's very, uh, a nice coincidence that I got into that with them. Um, as far as outside of sports, uh, uh, getting back into collecting trading cards, which I had cool. done for years and, uh, didn't really do that. Uh, still play a healthy amount of video games. Um, God, I'm trying to think of what else it's yeah, not, not, not very much that, that I do. I mean, I could say that I could say the gambling is a hobby, but that's more of a vice. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I mean, honestly, honestly, I, I, you know, I'm I'm a very relaxed, down to earth kind of guy. I'm not not a, a total, you know, go out uh, social butterfly type of guy. Uh, I hang out with my friends. Uh, sometimes, you know, I'll go fishing here now and then. Uh, yeah. um, my buddy's got a boat that uh, I go we go out on. And uh, Ooh, do you ever that, get to go deep sea fishing? Is that what you're talking about? Or you're... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh. Mm-hmm. All, off the coast, uh, go, you know, uh, hunt uh, a couple thousand feet off. And uh, I'm, I'm not a very good fisher. They're much better than me. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I've learned how to do it. I mean, one of my buddies is like, you know, all, all tactical gear. You know, he's yeah. like, he's like uh, you know, he'll, he'll dive in the water with the knife in his mouth and go, go chase that fish down oh, Jesus. and everything. Yeah. He's, he's full blown, uh, full blown like hunter and hunter and everything. So, you know, he, he's way out there on that. But, uh, I mean, other than that, not, not a ton of stuff for me, you know, I'm a That's pretty right. simple down to down to earth guy. It's all right. You're the kind of guy I like to have a beer with. All right. You ready for rapid fire? Absolutely. All right, let's get it. Okay. Favorite NFL team. Philadelphia Eagles. Favorite sport that's not football? Hockey. Ooh, curveball there. Favorite food? Pizza. <laughs> uh, favorite sports movie? Ooh. You know, I was going over these pre-show. Uh, I'm going to go with Draft Day. Oh, I like that. I feel like that movie gets... But also Miracle. Also Miracle. Okay. Two... V- very good movies. Um, I feel like Draft Day gets made fun of a lot in our community, um, mm-hmm. but I absolutely love it. I, I think it's I th- I I'm a big Kevin Costner fan. Yeah, uh, yeah. I think he's a just a ter- terrific actor, uh, yeah. if not a little bit, if not a little bit un un unloved. And uh, I, I know a lot of people would expect me to say Rocky, given the Philadelphia background. But uh, I mean, I I like Rocky, but you know I don't love Rocky. Yeah, that makes sense. All right, favorite non-sports movie. I'm gonna go with Interstellar. Ooh, that's a good one. Hadn't heard that one. Interstellar is great. Uh, I'm a I'm a big Chris Nolan, Leo DiCaprio guy. You and me both, sir. So, do you like Inception? Ah, uh, yes. Inception's probably one of my favorite movies. Yeah. All right, Very favorite good. band. Red Hot Chili Peppers. Nice. My uh, Scott Fishbowl division. Very nice. Favorite adult beverage? Uh, espresso martini. I'll change it up. 
<laughs> Favorite TV show? Entourage. Nice. Okay, these last two I need all time and I need right now. So first is favorite defensive player. All time favorite defensive player. I'm going to go with Reggie White. Nice. Solid choice. And right now, my favorite, I'll go with Fletcher Cox. There's something something about that uh, that that look, that outlook and just just the way just the way he is overall. Totally. All right, and then favorite offensive player. Same thing, right now and all time. Favorite all-time offensive player. For me, uh, it's going to be Terrell Owens for me. Nice. Uh, And right now... difficult <laughs> it really it really is it really is I did difficult. not expect this to be the question that stumped you uh for, i mean i'll go homer full homer it's it's it'll be Devonte smith for me just because okay. uh, i'm i'm so in love with the kids game and i yeah. i really just want to succeed there i also want to add brian dawkins to my all-time favorite defensive players okay. i'm totally cool with that that's a great selection <laughs> all right well sam that wraps up this episode of collective knowledge before we go if you'll tell people where people can find you um and anything that you want to plug from a content standpoint yeah uh you guys can follow me on twitter at swagman 95 uh pretty much everywhere else at at that as well uh instagram's just my full name um but uh not really working on much right now i got some stuff planned for the uh the off season uh, that I'm excited to do, but uh, not not currently with the team, and uh, don't really have anything content-wise to plug, other than uh, to go check out my boy Bo McBigtime's uh, hot box sauce, as always, because that is the shit. Always best hot box or best hot sauce and uh, seasonings that I have ever tasted there. So go check that out. I second that. I have a bottle in the fridge. It's the best place. So- All right, this wraps up this episode of Collective Knowledge. You can follow me, your host, Shane Barrett, on Twitter at FFShaneB. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at FF underscore Collective. That is K-O-L-L-E-C-T-I-V. If you like this video, please like and subscribe on YouTube to the Fantasy Football Collective. And the audio-only version will come out on the Fantasy Nightcap. Cheers.